Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Three o'clock in Tampa Bay. This is Beckles and Retcher on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. If you're looking for the pulse of Tampa Bay sports, Beckles and Retcher is the number one source. The new guard, raising up the bar. Intelligent sports talk in your own backyard. Ain't no competition, ask the fans why. Beckles and Retcher got it by a landslide. Don't fret, Michael, microphone check, stand by. Yo, Fox, where they at? Where my two favorite guys? Here they go, 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 Monday to everybody out there. This is Beckles and Retro 95.3 WDAE. We dropped the ball. Normally, we like to put on a victory song. Hoppy, that was our fault. We have a victory song by the Jacksons. Victory, victory. Something like that. Happy Victory Monday. For reals, though. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Monday. No, it's legitimate. Legit Victory Monday. And I love it. So hopefully everybody's having a wonderful Monday. Uh, We'll be here till 5 o'clock, and then we're going to be... And then after that, we have coaches show after that? Uh, we have the coaches show today at 5 o'clock, and then we have the uh, inside-outside wayward pitch at 6 o'clock. That's what I'm saying, though. Yes, so sir. Don't go anywhere. We'll be here till 5 o'clock, spitting knowledge as we normally do. So, Mr. Uh, Retcher, oh, um, how are you? First of all, I'm how, feeling great. How Any, are you? Listen, I don't know if there's many things in life that I Any enjoy line? more than beating the Dallas Cowboys. but Right? <sighs> just feels so good. And to me, we said this on Friday, Ian. It's not about how does the offense look, how does the defense look. It's stay healthy. That's it. I know we had some guys banged up, but sure it did. doesn't seem like either one of them are too serious. And win the game. We've seen some crazy-ass games this weekend. We saw a tie. We saw a bunch of upsets. But remember last year, too. Week one was wonky, and you saw things, and you saw teams play away in week one that they didn't play the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's not... You know, it is overreaction Monday because it is the first one of the year. But to me, you come away with the victory, just start off the season 1-0, and then go from there. Now you have things on tape. Now you have stuff to work from. Now you can game plan for your opponents. And now you can see what is working and what is not working for your own team. Yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin being banged up and Donovan Smith leaving, both those guys. Uh, it looks like Todd Bowles said that... Um, Chris Godwin, hamstring injury is going to be out for a couple weeks, but doesn't seem to be too serious. Donovan Smith, the x-rays on his elbow were negative. So, yeah, guys are going to get banged up a little bit, but those are two positive signs that those aren't going to be at least season-ending injuries. But to me, a solid victory, 19-3, and I've been kind of saying this the last couple weeks, Ian, when you've been asking me about this team. Mm. I am so jacked up about the Bucks defense. I think they're a better overall unit than the Bucks offense, and that's not besmirching Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. I just feel like the question marks at the tight end position and the offense, the defense was all over the place. And for anybody out there that is saying, oh, well, 
You know, they didn't have this guy. They didn't have that guy. You still had Zach Martin up front. You still had Zeke Elliott. You still had Tony Pollard. You still had Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. There were Dalton Schultz. You saw a bunch of players on that team, and they were all over the place, the Buccaneers defense. I thought Vita Vea and Antoine Winfield Jr., the two guys that I thought that were going to step up as leaders, did that. And the corners were good. Just all over the place on defense. I don't know if any guys on defense really had a, a poor game. Uh, I just love the effort from that unit, and the sky's the limit for this team, for sure. Agreed. And I think watching the first game, I think our defense is clearly ahead of our offense, and that's not anything that's an expert. That's not my expert opinion, just from watching. Um, watching that, though, this once again, there's 32 cities deducing things today. One game is not a trend. No. Like, literally, you know what can happen next week? This is real, Okay. The Bucks could score 45 and give up 50. Yeah. It can happen. It yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. Okay, this week we ran the ball well, okay? Next week we may not be able to run the ball well. So you have to look at little battles in between, right? Donovan Smith, from what I said, from what I saw from injury-wise, it looked like he hyperextended his elbow. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah hyperextended elbow. Yeah. Adam Schefter and also Todd Bowles saying it. It'll be a pain-tolerant tissue as to how quickly he returns. Sorry, real quick. Nope. And also with... Uh, Chris Godwin, hamstring injury, again, wasn't as bad as they initially feared. They hoped to have him back sooner rather than later. But Donovan Smith with the hyperextended elbow had it, okay? Couldn't finish the game and was played the next week but wasn't effective, all right? So those are the kind of things you have to think about. Now, you you know, watch out the teams we're going to be playing going forward now. You don't want Donovan Smith out there ineffective. Wells is not the answer. But the way the game unfolded, Played in the hands of the Buccaneers offense. Yeah. When I say unfolded, I say this. How often do you think the Buccaneers are going to win with winning, uh, scoring 19? Not that often, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, okay. Not, not this year. Okay, that's a possibility. Not this year. I think more often than other years because the defense is that good. Sure. I'm going to say this. Usually. If yeah. they don't score over 19 in the next three games, they will lose. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, the, the, the likeliness is that the next three offenses are going to score. not going to hold Kansas City. Rams, maybe. It's a possibility. But 19 is a very low number. Packers scored seven against sure. Minnesota? Look, listen, I'm not saying they're not going to do it. But I have to see the Buccaneers' offense when they have to throw the ball first because they didn't have to throw the ball yesterday. And that that fell in their lap, which is a beautiful thing because if we had to throw the ball yesterday a lot, it would have been a different game. Okay, So defensively, I loved what I saw. Offensively, I liked the way it turned out yesterday. And as we progress in the season and get better at certain things, and that includes the offensive line, you have to figure out ways to win as you get better. And that's what they did yesterday. You know, if if anybody thinks that you're going to keep on wheeling out that offensive line, it's not going to happen. Okay, I'm telling you. I don't know if that's a Super Bowl winning offensive line. But if that's the case, we have to figure out ways around that shortcoming. Okay? But that's a hard thing to do because you have to have a lot, a lot of talent. Defensively, we are linebacker. We're driven by our linebackers. Okay, Devin White has the ability to be defensive player of the year. He was fantastic. He was, he was yesterday. everywhere yesterday, and our defensive linemen are that. They're not really show stoppers. They're, they're run stoppers, and and this defense is about Levante David. It's about Devin White. It's about Shaq Barrett. It's about JT uh, uh, when he when. Uh, Shoyanka when he when he figures things out, okay? So I love what I see right now. I, I'm listening to everybody talk. Everybody's, you know, talking about the DBs. The DBs were great yesterday because 
where our, our rush was there, and I really don't love the the, the 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 wide receivers of the Dallas Cowboys. But at the end of it, boy, it couldn't have been a better first game than what we saw. And if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, there couldn't possibly be a worse outcome in so many ways than what happened yesterday. Good luck. Lisa Ann? Good luck. Had them in last. She's the only one I'm feeling for. Lisa no, Ann. I don't think so. She said they were going to be in last yeah. place before well, yeah. that. Before Dak went down. I don't Before. I don't disagree with her. Nope. I don't disagree with her one bit. So how did you think? You watched in the offensive line yesterday. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not talking about Josh Wells, but, you know. In general? Luke, Luke Gedeke. No, just yeah. those guys. Gedeke and Hainsey. Yeah. Um, I thought they stuck their nose in there. I thought they were better in the run game, obviously, because you yes. know, it's easier to go forward than backwards. I, I thought they did a decent job in the run game pass. You know, I think other than the second quarter where Parsons had his way mm-hmm. with Donovan and then Josh Wells on the play, I thought they held up against the pass rush pretty well as well. So what did you think about the offensive line as a whole? Because you and I spoke yesterday mm-hmm. when Parsons was over there in the first quarter against Tristan Wirfs, he had nada. Well, he's not nada. You know why? He's not better than Tristan Wirfs. He's not. He's not better than Tristan Wirfs, but he's better than every other lineman but we was, got. But other than the second quarter, mm-hmm. how much of a factor was he in that game yesterday? What are we talking about? Parsons. He was the only defensive player they had. But in the second quarter is when he got both sure. of his sacks. Other than that, I mean, they didn't even say his name once in the first quarter. Sure, but I mean, that's he's another guy that we, every time Tom Brady looked for him, he was looking for him, and that's part, that's affecting the game. Okay. When, he, when he looked over, there was a couple times in the game, he looked over and saw him on Wells, and the, and the protection wasn't going that way, and Tom got rid of that ball a little quicker. That's, that's affecting the game. So, t- to me... Uh, Micah Parsons is as advertised, okay? He's not better than Tristan Worse, but no, never, nobody is. Nobody beats Tristan Worse. It was cool to see the PFF rankings at the bottom last night and <laughs> right tackles. Tristan Worse, yeah. number one yeah. of 78. I said earlier, this, that's going to stop. Why Donovan was Smith was well, top 15 as well. Well, Donovan Smith can play, or 12, yo. I think, Donovan whatever. Smith can play. It was good to see a lot of guys ranked high for the Buccaneers. And they deserve it. A lot it. of guys, uh, yeah, of course they, they deserve do. it. Of course they do. And I want to give a shout-out, too, to K. Dotton. And Coquift, both of those guys being in there. Listen, Kyle Rudolph scratched. He wasn't even in. He was Healthy inactive. Scratch. Healthy scratch. And Coquift and Kadon. Kadon had three tackles, I believe, on special teams. Coquift, that fullback was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I love how they were able to help out the offensive line yesterday. And you give a shout out to Leonard Fournette. Twenty-one carries, he in one hundred and twenty-seven yards. He was running with a purpose last night. And I love the game that Byron Leftwich called. Yeah, me too. If I would have told you that Julio Jones was going to run the ball two times last night, you would say, for what? What say, did he pick up a fumble? Why? Two rushes for 17 yards. I love the balance. You always talk a lot about balancing. Other than the two kneel downs for Tom Brady at the end, 31 rushes compared to 27 passes. When the Buccaneers have that type of run-pass balance, they win the game, I want to say, 90 95% Correct. of the time. Correct. Correct. I'm not going to sit here and just bellyache about the lack of running. Listen, when you hear me bellyaching of stuff while we're winning, it's just bellyaching. I get it. But it's necessary. If you look back when the Buccaneers had their most successes in, in with Tom Brady, period, it's when they run the football. Yesterday, the drive where they scored a touchdown, they ran the football the best. When you start to get the linebackers worried about you handing that football off, that makes everything that much easier, okay? If you're not even making the linebacker at least honor something, they're dropping back in coverage. And these linebackers these days, a lot of them aren't, you know, 270-pound guys. They're, they're almost like safeties, and they're amazing athletes, and they're getting back there in coverage. So if you can't run the football, eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch up to you. Now, this Buccaneers with the, with the tight end and, uh, you know, 
We we have two rookie guys out there. Um, like I said before the game, the Buccaneers are going to be like I said defensively. They're going to be driven by the linebackers. Offensively, it's the wide receivers. That's like if you say where are we the best? If you, when everybody's healthy, it's wide receiver and quarterback. See if you can stop that. So there's a couple times yesterday. What four wides? Who are you going to stop? Yeah, who are you going to stop? And other than that one time where they got Tom, it's going to happen again. Okay, doesn't happen not often. And soon as, he, as soon as Tom cocked his arm, as soon as it was halfway, he realized what he was doing, and he almost tried to bring it back, and it was too late. They got him. They duped him. But it's hard to dupe Tom Brady. There was one combination right on the on the right side of the line where Evan, Dallas, it was Evans and, and Julio, Julio. Julio together, and the defense was just like, yeah. you could just see them visibly not know what the hell to do. And they were just frozen. You're like, who do, who do, who do we guard? What do we, that's two ones, two big dudes out there. And you ever see it more physical? Uh, two some of wide receivers on one side. It's wild. I haven't. It's wild. Physical? We didn't even see anything from Russell Gage yesterday. Good. Before Julio Jones, yeah. that was the big addition to mm-hmm. the offense, and he was mentioned twice yesterday. Two catches for thirteen yards. We will hear his name. Yeah. Oh, we, we will. We will before and the end of the season. We're going to hear his name. Let's give a shout out to a guy that catches a lot of heat, and we mentioned this on the overtime show last night, right here on WDAE. Jamel Dean played a really good game last night, and when you can get pressure on the quarterback, and when you can get that press coverage, all the secondary essay, those guys were on it. Mm-hmm. And for people saying, oh, they should have had four picks. Listen, when a guy, when a guy jumps all the way up in the air with both hands and the ball hits off his fingertips, don't tell me that a guy should pick that. Because <laughs> right. he's jumping already in the air. He's extending all the way and he goes up. And then a ball gets tipped and a guy dives and tries to catch the ball and he just misses it. That's not a ball hitting the guy right in his hands. Antoine Winfield Jr. making that grab yesterday. I mean, he's lucky because if Dak Prescott throws that, Two feet to his mm-hmm. right, it's probably a pick six. Yep. Antoine Winfield Jr., to me, he is in line for an all-pro season. This could be one of the best years for a Buccaneer defense in their organization's history, just because there is talent up and down the roster. Well, if it's the best if it's the best defense in the history of Buccaneers, we're gonna go to Super Bowl. I said one of. If, yeah. if, if I agree. If we're one of, we're going to Super Bowl. Agree. Okay. It's not no defense is not the same as they used to be. I think we all understand that. A dominant defense today is not like it used to be. Like a dominant defense today is a top five defense, which doesn't equate to like back when Saps has get me seventeen points, it's different than that these days, because offenses are different. A dominant defense today means everybody gives up yards, okay? Dominant defense means you make plays when it's necessary. Get that sack when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Get that turnover when it's necessary. When the big plays, you got big pay players. Period. But nobody's a shut, nobody shuts down anything anymore. I think you almost have to give up a little bit. There are just too many options out there. But I like what I saw. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan and you went off last year and you know what your can't, head coach is about, go. and in the preseason they had 17 penalties in one preseason game, and then you had 10 penalties in the first regular season game, what can you possibly be thinking right now? Why is Matt, Mike McCarthy still have a job? That's a great question. How long are you going to have to watch the same Crap. Seriously. It's almost like when I, I, told you, I like to watch the show Cheaters now. Yeah. And after a while, you feel like saying, why did you keep on letting that person back in? Yeah. Like, you, you, you're you well, doing the same it. things. Well, they're cheating on success. <laughs> I mean, it's all about Jerry Jones being comfortable, I guess, that's, but for God's sakes. Listen, Dak Prescott gets hurt last night. And what happens? Jerry Jones is the guy that is outside the locker room. <laughs> 
calling everybody over. Dak has a messed up finger. He's going to undergo surgery and be out for weeks. Why are you speaking? I mean, it just have a coach. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, it, it has to it be makes all about sense. Jerry. It's not good. It's all about Jerry. It is all about Jerry, and that's fine because they will not no. ever win a championship nope. with him as the owner. Times have changed, nope. and he is the consistent black cloud that hangs over that franchise, and he will never, ever, ever enable enough people around him to be successful. A good leader, whether it's in business or in sports. Puts people in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. He empowers others to exude leadership, to bring people to another level. He doesn't do that. He's constantly, he's a hovering parent at a Little League baseball game. Every single time your kid throws the ball, he turns around and looks at his That's parents. A great Every time he analogy. swings a bat, they turn around. Mm-hmm. Every single time a player or a coach makes a decision, they have to be worried about, well, what's Jerry going to say about this? He's going on the radio station. He's talking about Dak. He's talking about Zeke. He's talking about how Zeke should play. And I love Jason Garrett. I love Mike McCarthy. And it's just, this guy is living in the heyday of the 90s, and that time is over. It's not the 90s anymore. It's like the guy that's at these parties. He's like uh, dazed and confused, Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. Uh, the cool kid in high school that keeps going back to all the high school parties. Like, bro, it's <laughs> over. He's the guy at the 20-year high school mm-hmm. reunion still wearing his Letterman jacket. It's over, well, Jerry. It's, not, it's, it's over. And you know what else is over? Yeah. The season for the Dallas Cowboys. They're not better than the Eagles. They're not as well coached as the Washington Commanders. <laughs> and, hell, the Giants might be better than them, too. What does that tell you? Holy smokes. Was it, was it Martin? Was it, who was it? Charlie Sheen, I'll say winning. Was it him? Charlie Sheen winning. Charlie Sheen. I think Jerry Jones could do that. Losing. No, but he's losing, but he's winning. Yeah, but that's the problem with owners. There's certain owners in sports because they're so successful mm-hmm. and they have so much money mm-hmm. that they've been successful in, successful in every other avenue in their life. And at the end of the day, they can solve all their problems. Mm-hmm. We know this because of what happened off the field. You solve all your problems with money. But you can't win championships mm-hmm. consistently just throwing money at the problem. That the that's the beautiful thing the about sports. Thing in business? What? Is that the most important thing in business? Well, no. For him, what is the most important thing? I don't know. It's about making money. But it's not about making money. It's about winning championships. I agree with what you're saying. And I I think if you asked him if you would give up a billion dollars to win a championship, I think he would say yes. Then ask him this. Would you give up a billion dollars and then not be seen and see if he says yes? To him. He wants to revel in There you go. That's his thing. Winning's important. But winning and him getting all the credit is the most important thing. Duh. Winning. There you go. He doesn't want, if they win, how much credit is Mike McCarthy going to get? None. <laughs> None. Okay, there you go. So he's almost, because we talk about him every day. He's on the news every day. His team is a, by far worth the most in, in all the, the earth. Eh, Jerry's not losing. He's not losing. He's losing on the field, That's but he's all. not losing in the. That's all. He's not losing in the bank account. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely it's not that. Fine for him, yeah. but it, you can't run a team the same way as you run your business. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. See, I don't disagree with that wholeheartedly. Why? Because he's running it like a business, and it's the most successful business in the world. Yeah, but he's not. I'm saying you can't run your team to win championships the same way you run your business. I agree with you. You didn't That's say that the saying. first time. You, okay. didn't, you didn't put the all right, Well, champ- I modified. Okay, there you go. Because every single owner, for the most part, is a billionaire. So they're all successful. There's no unsuccessful have, have professional sports teams. Mm-hmm. But it's different. 
you can't run the same type of cutthroat mentality when you run your business the same way as you run a professional sports team. It's different. There's a lot of things, intangible things, that cause teams to be good. It's the even keel of your head coach. It's your superstar players. It's the way that you bounce back from adversity. It's how they react to you know, the fans. And there's just so many things that go into it that have nothing to do with money. And the Cowboys still don't understand that. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. Our guy, Nelly, Jada's dad, Nelly Vidal, pitcher Ooh. of the Pindigos. He was at the game last night nice. in Dallas. What's up, Nelly? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Hey, I wanted you to call in real quick. Tell us your experience with the game last night. What was it like to be part of the uh, Buck Nation there uh, at Jerry World? First of all, the the stadium uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's top-notch. I'm just, I was just so used to... Our Raymond James, no offense, I love our Raymond James, but man, having AC is a is a <laughs> is a good thing when you're watching the game. No doubt. Now, Nelly, how'd they treat Buccaneer fans there? Oh, Ian, uh, mm. they, they, it was it was nice. It was nice. Mm. We didn't get a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, things spewing at us. Okay. Um, but as far as uh, the atmosphere, there's a lot of Buck fans there too. Mm. Uh, good good to see. A lot of Buck fans there, for sure. Nelly, what's the news update with uh, Jada? How's she doing? What's uh, what's new in the Vidal house? Yeah, man, thanks for asking. Um, she's actually getting ready to to leave next month uh, to New York. She's going to be filming uh, on the uh, Food Network show, Chopped. Oh. So uh, she got uh, invited to go out there, so she's super excited because that's something that she's been trying to get on for a while. Because uh, one, of, one of the most serious shows when it comes to... Yeah. I guess in the culinary world, yeah. so uh, she's super excited, and so are we. And 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 thanks for you guys, man. Always showing major love, major support. Uh, I can I told you this day, and, and you Ian, I can never thank you enough. Yeah, you got it, brother. Well, thank you for calling in, man. We're glad you had a good time out there. Give Jada and the entire family our love. Tell her uh, we'll have her on definitely before the show, and uh, see you Wednesday night, brother. All right, Nelly. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Good stuff. See. Nelly, uh, Nenny, who was uh, pitching, four strikeouts. <laughs> ah, he putting that he's putting that circle change up on him, putting that sauce on. Right, on. I, I like saw it. Nelly posted the video on Inst- on Twitter and sees guys coming off like a private gym. Like, who is that? And I see Nelly coming down with the <laughs> the, the creamsicle shirt on. I go, really? I forgot he told me that he was I going love, to the game. I love it. Beautiful. Love it's it. a beautiful thing. Do All your right. thing. Doing your thing, Nelly. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.